This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Where you need to sign up for that news feed, go to zupans.com and sign up for it. They send you the specials every week, and also you always get something free. Right now, if you're signed up, and I don't know when you're listening to this, but for instance, when we're recording, if you're signed up this week, you would get some free tulips. Oh, nice. To take home and... You know, that makes sense. Makes everybody happy. Give them to your love of your life and they'll be like, it's so considerate of you. It's like, no Zupans was so considerate. <laughs> Last we, year, I did this, Chris. Uh, fresh flowers at Zupans is the way to go. I ordered online, was able to have them delivered to my wife at work. It was so easy to do. So Valentine's Day, less than a month away now. Order online, as you mentioned, Zupans.com, where you can also sign up for that news feed. Yes. And if you walk into the store, they're always beautiful, too. Mm -hmm. You'll also see right now it's citrus season in full swing. The sumo mandarins are here. And what I didn't know, those were named because the little knot on the top of the, uh, on the, top of the I orange. I didn't put that together. It's the, 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 the man bun. bun. Yeah, the man bun. Yeah. So, uh, and they're delicious. So we're, we're encouraging you to go down and get a little bite of citrus. If, you, right if you walk into the stores right into where the uh, produce the departments are, they're right in front of you. At the Burnside location, I was just in there the other day. Well, bam. And they're beautiful and colorful. Oh, they're, they are so beautiful. Also, don't forget, Cellar Z regional dinners always taking place in uh, February, Piedmont. And then move to another region of Italy in Veneto in March. And so also, I just wanted to mention um, one of the nice things about Italy that we don't have here in Portland is swordfish. Right. So I love going into Zupans, and they always have swordfish steaks available, and they're delicious. Last time they were, the deal was so good I asked him to pack me up four, mm -hmm. and he said, do you want two of these separately and vacuum-packed so you can put them right in the freezer? Yes. Oh, wow. That he, was He great. knew what you were thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, I didn't even ask for it, and now I know they do that. Yeah. So when there's a good deal, it's nice to get a little extra product. It's Zupan's, three locations. Burnside, McAdam, and Lake Grove, and of course, always, Zupan's.com. It is time once again for Portland's Food Seed Podcast. It's right at the fork. And here's a guy, uh, Chris, I didn't even tell you. That's Chris Angelus, by the way. Oh, and the guy speaking over there, Court Johnson. Yes. When the two of us are in a room and we're talking food, uh, there's a good chance that it's right at the fork. <laughs> it's, not, it's not guaranteed. but Pretty good. Yeah, unless pretty good you happen chance. to be somewhere a couple times a year when we're having lunch we're over doing something outside of the studio. Yeah, um, I, was, I was walking our guest into the studio, and we have talked about him so much, he comes up either as, as people's go-to spot or what their love or just kind of his story of what he's done, which we'll talk about, that I could have swore we'd had him on the podcast before, but I met him. I'm like, okay, I've never met this guy before. And then uh, his story is just unbelievable, and he's such a nice, genuine guy. He is. He's got um, Jose Luis DeCasio of mm -hmm. Paiche. And uh, I remember getting that recommendation from the folks at Raven and Rose. They said, you need to go over there. Yeah. So he was open for breakfast at the time. And I enjoyed that. And I convinced him to do an event with me at for dinner, which was his first dinner event. He then gets, uh, I don't know if it was Restaurant of the Year. I think it was Restaurant Something of the like Year that, from yeah. Willamette Week. Yeah. He gets that. And then he's open and then decides that's not working. And he talks about why. And then he opens from 7 to noon, and now 
It's ten to two. So it's kind of a kind of a half breakfast, half lunch. Yeah, he'll time. get it. he'll figure it out. But no matter what iteration Paiche is in at the time, whenever you're listening to this podcast, go over there because there's no there's no one making food like he is in whether it's seafood, vegan fare. I had an empanada today. And he'll des- he'll describe it in the podcast, but mm-hmm. it, so that was the day after we recorded it. Um, that was just incredible. Yeah, and everything he has is beautiful. If you go back on the Food Podcast PDX Instagram, I will have posted a picture around uh, February fifteenth, sixteenth. So I'm sorry, not February, January fifteenth or sixteenth of the couple of dishes that he's going to describe during this podcast. Okay. And you'll see why I get excited about it, and others do too. Um, and so Jose Luis, his life is geared around surfing, and he's found metaphors for life and surfing, being able to link the two. Mm-hmm. And we heard a couple on the podcast. Yep. It never dawned on me when I've in my discussions with him. It almost made me want to take up surfing, but I know that I don't have the core strength, Chris. <laughs> I don't have anything, that, the fortitude, anything that yeah, it takes or to I'm, I'm just chicken. I'm scared. And what's really funny is if you if you listen to this and he talks about the places that he surfs and some of the attitudes that he gets from the locals about being surfing there. I once asked him, I said, no, it would be pretty cool if I took my drone and flew on top of you. Right. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know what the problem was sure. with, that, with any kind of concept of uh, being so con- uh Conspicuous, but yeah. um, at any rate, one of our I one of, I was engaged with oh, yeah. Jose Luis. Yep. I, I, I was really interested in what he had to say. So um, it was a nice time with him, and I strongly suggest get over to Corbett, man. It's a really hard place for many Portlanders to fathom going over to Southwest to that neighborhood. It's really not that far. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans, unsurpassed quality. From the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland. West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. How's that? Good. Yeah, you look good with that on. With the green shirt, too. He's got the, he's styling. <laughs> you know, it's also something uh, about your um, your food. It's styling. It's always beautiful. Thank you, Right. Chris. So you got colors going on. I do. Are important to you. I believe in colors. You, th- you, bel- I, you believe in them? Yes. I think that um, when you see a plate of food with colors, it's... Um, it's an extra bonus, no? Mm-hmm. And there's effort, there's um, dedication. So I think people like that, no? And also my accent when I talk to them is also something that flows in the service at Paiche, no? Right. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So that's not something you just do just because it, it works really well. You didn't make it up. You don't just have an American accent that you can all of a sudden throw mm-hmm. at us. I don't think so. I um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Are are you are you comfortable with a mic in front of you and headphones? Yeah, I pretend it's not here, no? Yes, good. Okay. <laughs> good. You can pretend we're not here if you want. That might right. you've probably done that with me in your restaurant before. I'll pretend he's not here so it'd make life a little easier. My but God. I've always enjoyed every time I go to Paiche in whatever iteration it is in, whether when you were first open and then you start doing dinner and now you're doing something different and we want to talk about that. Um it's always been a warm and welcoming thing, and a lot of that has to do with you. Yes. And, and Casimira. She's, Absolutely. You know, everything's very welcoming. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, she, she's, you know, the, the core of the of Paiche, you know? Uh, we believe in changes. I think that, you know, probably in several months can change again, but um, we are well-centered in what we believe right now, and... People feel it, no, and and we feel better than before. Uh, trying to avoid um, many problems, like working at nights or you know battling with with heavy prices in the seafood. Let's talk a little bit about that no? because I think that's what you did was uh, something you don't see very often. A restaurant that's just really starting to build a lot of press, a lot of following, and I said this to a lot of people. And I'm asked quite a bit. What are your favorite restaurants? And I remember saying, if you haven't been to Paiche yet, you need to get over there because Jose Luis is doing some of the most exciting food you're going to find in Portland. And then, so that went well. And then all of a sudden, now you're doing something completely different. Not many people do that. It's not a criticism, but not many people do that. What was the reason that you decided, okay, this isn't working for us any longer? I know you've explained it to me, but I'd like people to hear it. Well, it was... um First of all, it was a, it's a small restaurant. It's a 24-seat restaurant, and we believe in quality of life, so we don't want to work more than four days. So, um, you know, the four hours that was open at night, um, adding the, the difficulties of prices and uh, rotation of tables, it, it make it not too sustainable, no? Having employees after the... Um, the review of some, um, you know, people in town, uh, expectations were high, and I think that we never tried to to force ourselves to to pretend something that we are not. No, that the food was supposed to be rustic, still colorful, but generous at the same time. And, and it was, yeah. And and my, it's my one belief, thing to charge thirty five, thirty four dollars in Portland, but it's another thing to present a bountiful plate where no one's going to ever have a problem with that, a beautiful, delicious seafood. Yes. Too. I do believe that sometimes was probably a little too much, but our our message was clear. No, It was a general food from a person that lived in a reality that was in Portland. And um, I want to give people, you know, the chance of enjoying... Um, this way of eating, no, with with specific ingredients and also obviously Oregon and Washington mostly ingredients. No? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the change came also. It was like a like a light, like like something that showed up in my mind. Um, several reasons. Uh, first of all, um, as a chef, I wasn't making nothing good for the world. You know, I wasn't taking a break for butchering or maybe believing that running one protein or two were enough, you know, and, and put on, on top more vegetables and grains. So 
there's less consequences in many things. And also having a dog, being a plant-based athlete most of the time. Um, you know, and appreciating what um, the nature gives me, you know, all the things kind of change me to believe that affordable prices, nutritious, colorful food, a very progressive vegan Peruvian offer will still be a restaurant that the city needs right now, mm -hmm. but it's not seafood anymore. Maybe it will change, but still the city needs this place. No, it's unique and there's a there's a in an identity, a very strong identity on what's going on there. So it's it's pretty cool. But you had part of your aside from what you felt inside and the the, the light that went off. You also had a, a business problem with serving some of the freshest seafood you could cool. um, at Paisha. Is that you, you? It had to be fresh. Yes. So it, this is a valley, you know. Portland is a valley, so we are not. Um, you know, we are not BC in Canada. We are not Tokyo. This is not Lima. So that was my mistake. You know, I was trying to, to fit a menu, get diversity that wasn't here. It, wa it never was since I came. You no, know? it's very narrow and prices are very high. And sometimes you have surprises that you pay and you didn't get what you pay. You know, so something wasn't working. And you could you. As you explained it to me, you could only order, you had to order the proper amount of seafood for each night's service. And so, therefore, you, could, you couldn't predict what people were going to order, so you'd be out of items. Exactly. And then you'd get negative Yelp reviews because you weren't, you weren't getting, someone couldn't get a dish that they really wanted. It was impossible for you to, to keep up with the menu. Yeah, now we are clear that we cannot please everybody, you know, now... Um Things are more narrow and specific, but I do believe that chefs that have a specific and narrow narrow offers in their time they can work will, you know, you create your own customers and, and they come back, you know, so it's, it's positive. So what you're doing now is vegan, there, and we can talk about that. Are you in the process of, you're open from... What 10 hours? to 2. Okay, so that, those hours have changed. And so are you in the process of building to something where you can open again in the evening? No, we're going we're gonna to work lunches probably one more day if, if, if I reach to a certain um, number every day. We can hire somebody in April. But we are trying to develop um, colorful sauces also to, to sell them in, in, in the co-op. Mm -hmm. people's co-op and also in the market little by little so we want to stay focused in lunch and accept that if we are creative and we we push we can still make a living from from a morning uh, work environment no we don't want to work nights i've been working nights so, many years yeah but, and also <laughs> but the thing is you can't surf at night exactly right? But you, but you get your afternoons off to jump out to the coast to surf. Sometimes I do. I've been there two days in a row, Saturday and Sunday, so I have my, my back massage right now. I feel very good, no? Mm -hmm. So you have to get in the, the water. You yes. must get in the water to sustain. It's like your crypt, kryptonite, Yes. Right? It made me a better person. It, it cleared my mind about some very important values in life, no? What you really need to... You know, to accept and what is really worth it to fight for, no? Some things are a waste of time, no? So 
surfing gives me a lot. So I think that decision of the restaurant is totally wrapped with with, with with surfing, no? But there's a lot involved with surfing. There's the ions and everything, because I'm out at the coast. We know that. And I find it to be just what you say. It, it helps you um, put things in perspective and mm-hmm. and see what you value. And by by its very nature, I don't know if surfing is the same thing, but just being out there in that relaxing, beautiful atmosphere, it enables you to smell the roses a little bit. Is that what surfing does? Yes. For you, but that's also there's a little more action involved with you, and you've got you got surfing politics to deal with in Oregon. You you go certain places, and they don't want you there. Yeah, well, it's you know surfing is uh, is kind of complicated too to explain. You know how people feel sometimes some jealousy about strangers, you know, or or they want to sometimes have a personal time with their bodies and. You don't have to be in their way. So you have to make anti-timing, you know, wait sometimes. But nature is bounty, you know, so when there's a really good swell, people get tired and people rotate. So you always get your chance, you know. But you, when you are in the in the real situation waiting for that wave, you got to go, no? It's like some, some decisions in life you got to be, have determination. And surfing taught, teach me that in life, you no? Know? Sometimes... The message is clear, and you gotta make it happen, no? So it's very good. It makes me feel also secure. Um, I want to live two hundred years if I, if I can, and um, there's always a, a the next day. The next day can be a new dream, no? So the past is gone. The present is amazing, but will I live sixteen hours ahead, no? Or 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 fifteen? I'm always thinking about the short future. Which is what you learned from the waves. Yes, yes. And also, that's interesting that you bring that up because you ha- you do, it's fascinating. The same thing with surfing when a wave is coming and you got to make a decision right away. And you know what? It may or may not be the best decision at the moment, but that looks like a big wave. You want to catch it. And you've done a lot of this. I mean, one of my observations about you is, so you've changed the hours, the iteration of the <laughs> restaurant. Um, we had a trip planned to Peru. I know. And which you, and I don't want to belabor that, but but you, at, we talked about it one minute and then the wave changed for you very quickly and decided, <laughs> I don't, this isn't the wave I want to take right now, which is the first time I've been able to look at that situation that we had in that light. But, um, so that's the way you look at, that's the way you look at life. Did you no. feel that way with a child too? Is that like, this is the time to catch that wave? Same thing. And, and Casimira, did you fall in love the same way? I'm interested in that. That's well, my baby came for sure in a moment that was uh, amazing. Sorry, well, it was good. Um, uh, we are not um, still planning to get married, but you know we have a strong feelings, and I think that I want my baby to grow so she can see that ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, she have a strong character, my baby, and. Uh, I'm gonna teach her that the gift that my parents taught me. You know that is. Um, Are they still together? No, but when I was a young kid uh, living in Chiclayo, that is a, a small town in North Peru, uh, I have a lot of outdoor beach life with my with my surfing board. Um, they always uh, let me go with my friends, you know, and you know I'm gonna give her that um, if she wants. I'm gonna teach her that that about the surf and nature, no? 
this is Oregon, so we will see if she can, uh, if she like putting a cold wet suit on the next day or surfing twice. Would you prefer that she, if she were to pick up on one or the other, would you prefer that she picks up on your love of surfing or your love of cooking? Uh, I think surfing, no, because surfing, um, there's a lot of messages involved, things that you discover through time and you start like coagulating a unique personality. You are a secure person and your values are very strong for the real things that are worth it, you know? So if you tell me, Jose Luis, I will give you $3 billion right now, but you never surf again, I tell you no. No, no money can, can let me, can let you buy me. And I can be a billionaire, but I would tell you no, because that's something that is, I, I, I cannot underst- understand even me sometimes. But if someone said, I'll give you three million and you're not going to be, be a chef any longer, would you I, take I that? I will take that, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I also believe that I love cooking, but I don't think it's going to be always in, in what I want to do. I want to do other things, you know. And uh, But I have a... I like taking care of what I eat every day. So that's where it comes to the love for cooking. You know, I always worried about what I eat and I know that food have to be um, made with patience. So you can, at least six days a week, you can succeed in your diet. And you know, the, the, the best food sometimes you eat in a week is the one that you make at your home. You no, know? even though there's great restaurants, mm-hmm. you always wanna, if you have a little time and you like it, always you will be satisfied at home. Right, but you have to be—you have to have gone through some professional experience to do the kind of make the kind of things that you're doing. No, even I'm—you uh, know—not that far advanced in my cooking, but even those that are can't do what you are doing. So there's there's yeah. some things that I learned in the exercise of having paiche dinner with a lot of. Um, you know, uh, challenges after we were restaurant a year, I put a lot of pressure in myself. Uh, but it's also, I have to admit that the fruitiness and color of these distinctive uh, chilies that we get from Peru make the food taste very good. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a bonus, no, of the nature of that magic land. They come frozen here, but if you clean them and treat them the right way, there are very good results in these um, three guys, no, Rocoto, Ajilimo, and Aji Amarillo Peppers. No? Mm-hmm. They make that really the core of the food at Paiche, and um, it's also um, what I have in, in my childhood forever. No? The limes, um, you know, plenty seafood that is open to any wallet in Peru. Um, and... Is it you less know, expensive to eat oh, there than it is here? To absolutely, eat, to eat no. Well? It's a privilege for most of the wallets of people. They can buy, you know, good white flesh fish, uh, many seafood kinds. And um, yeah, we are in the coast of Peru, you are not too exposed to charcuterie or, you know, uh, sausages, meats. Peruvian like, like thin cuts of meats and... You know, there's not a, an expertise or, or really like a butcher culinary, you know, um, we'll say experience. It's, it's, in mo- it's more the quick a la minute, lime macerated, you know, like sofritos and quick uh, rices cooked in woks. Very, it's, it's like a criollo fusion of European and 
Asian and, and, and Peruvians, no? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, is food make a, you know, quick, but it's with very um, delicious ingredients. No? Are you uh, are you a vegan now? Are no, you? I cannot be vegan. I think that I don't. Not, are, I'm sorry. Are you vegan? I just sounded like uh, no. <laughs> I think that I need to to eat some meat sometimes. I question myself a lot when I eat it. But, um, so you're really thinking about it when you consume it. But I accept that I can be. I accept that um, I I I need to choose sometimes that that, that I feel the meeting my tooth, you know, and feel uh, these umamis that only provide, you know, like a skin of a chicken or you know a pork chop, anything that you want to mention. But uh, I I think eating once a week is what I'm doing right now and make me feel good. Like I said, I, I don't want to question in my, in, my, in my thoughts why I have a dog or pain, so, but I do need it, you know? So it's, it's something that I don't, I'm working on that, no? Little by little, but I'm happy that I live with moderation, makes me feel good. My hair is longer, I'm, I'm fit right now. Is it thicker on top? Is that something I, <laughs> no, is that, that another was a reason joke. for me to start? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> but Cassie used to tell me, you're eating healthy, so your hair is shining, you know? <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah. indulgence is, is also good. I think the restaurants that have delicious foie, you know, with, with a piece of rested, nice, warm duck breast, and maybe with some microplane truffle, I will eat it, you know? Right, so you appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I do, I do like that. That's something good for our world also, you know. Indulgence is good because you are making people happy, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but um, I, I try to, like I said, I want to live 200 years, you know. So the formula is very clear. That's a lofty goal. You got any other, <laughs> what other goals do you have like that? 200, I could see people, yeah. I, generally people would say 100. I won't live that, that old, but. Um, you, you never know. Every right? day is a gift, you know. So that's something very important to uh, simplicity, no? Right. Simplicity in, in everything. So, so I don't ask many people on this uh, podcast this question because, um, but I think you're serving some, you're serving food that is very unusual. That you can only get it at Paisha. So I'm, I'm going to ask you if I were to say to you, and I do, just bring bring me the two things you think I like okay. uh, from your menu. And you always bring it out and explain it in a beautiful way. Thank you, sir. Just explain those two things that if I was in ordering right now, explain what those are. Because pe because people haven't been to your restaurant, it's really kind of a special experience. And uh, right. I'd like people to hear it from your mouth. Well, there's a unique employee right now that is me, Cassie, my partner, you know, and love. She comes sometimes in, in their breaks to push Fridays. But it's a counter service um vegan Peruvian uh, a small plate destination no uh, the hours are very narrow but if you are alert and you go to every updated information of Paiche we, we have the hours that we operate um, very quickly I, I love the ceviche that change weekly it's a vegetarian one uh, some vegetables um, work in your tooth with the right texture that pretend to be the fish but it's not um, combined with other ones, uh, I think that the, the trio of vegetarian ceviche is one of the best dishes we have right now. 
we also have um, an amaranth um, colorful empanada that is flavored with um, colors outside and inside. So it's very unique. The amaranth in our restaurant is, is our AP flower, no? So we use it for the crust of our tarts. We use it for the dough empanada. We use it like a, a small, a playful element, for example, in a chimichurri. Um, then we have the potato causa, that is a room temperature potato cake that is filled up like a sandwich. And we also have a tamalito that sometimes is made with hominy or chickpeas. Sometimes we use choclo. And we have also a dessert. So it's a small batch, five item menu written by hand. It's very rustic. It's kind of interesting, no? Because there's not a, a printed menu and I always put in the bottom the description. It's a vegan, gluten-free, sugar-free menu, no? So people come and usually we talk a couple of jokes and then they order, okay, le let me have one of each, no? Mm -hmm. So it's becoming like a honest fast food express lunch destination, you know? And you got some great coffee drinks too. We, that you're making. we are proud we work with Ole Latte. Right. And we also work with Which, um, by the way, we love them and Todd has been on the podcast. So you introduced me to Todd, as a matter of fact, to Ole Latte. So great drinks. But you do some in a very special way. What is the remind me your Well, not right now the menu of drinks involve uh a uh, drink with pisco. We have uh, local beers and Cusqueña. We also have um, some Peruvian um, ingredients like lucuma powder, cacao from Peru. We have um, a golden tea mix of turmeric, cardamom, uh, and coconut palm sugar. Emulsified with different kind of fats like cacao butter, coconut, and uh, natural sweeteners like jacón and uh, maple, so we, we make different drinks with milk or with, with, with um, pearl jasmine teas. Excuse me, jasmine pearl teas. No? Well, what's the coffee that I had that was, uh, was made with butter, obviously? I think you make you drink a butter coffee? Yeah, butter coffee, Yeah, That's with cacao was. butter and maple. Cacao butter, okay, that was, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it's, it's good to, you know, to, to make it unique, you know. It's, it's a place you have to drive. Pie Chase in a very forgotten destination in Southwest. So it's great for me. I live in that <laughs> neck of town. I'm happy you're there. I know. Thank you. We don't have full traffic, probably in summertime a little bit, but uh, it's completely a place that you have to drive, no? Mm -hmm. But you can park easily, right? Yes. You have parking. Yes. Because that's important when people are considering that now um, to get to places. So speaking of driving, you spend quite a bit of time on 26 back I do. and forth. Going surfing, how many days a week are you surfing? I surf two or three times. I think that sometimes two, having like a six-hour accumulation is enough for my body, you know? I um, I like big waves, small, I'm very humble. I can take anything that is out there. I live in Portland, so every time I go, I got to get wet. Sometimes the forecast says something and you get there and it's different, so... You gotta just, um, you know, learn to win and learn to lose, you know? And sometimes when you lose, a bad day of surfing is still better than a good day of work sometimes, you mm -hmm. know? So that, um, that mind surfing when you're in your car coming back after you have your feet in the ocean and you have all these memories, 
just make you laugh, you know? So I need it. It's very important for me. I, uh, I, when I came to work in 2005 to Portland, my boss, um, he offered me the job and immediately he told me, you know, hey, but there's good waves, you know? So that was also, he knew that. Oh, that was to draw you to Yeah, Portland. he was knew that. that Andina? Was that your first, that yes, where you were working? I, I, I got recruited to work at Andina restaurant in 05 and I came in August. And um, my ex-boss that, he got the offer of a job, but he he refused it because he have many restaurants in Cusco and in Lima. Uh, he referred me, you know, because I was a good element back mm. in, in, in all kitchens. So he uh, chose me between some guys. We were competing to get this position. And um, Did you want to come to the United States? Was it the desire to come here or the job that was first and then they had to sell you on why you... The you desire to was come. to get out of Lima, no? The desire was to have a new opportunity in my life. The desire was to bring to my eyes new airs, new people. Uh, I left behind many things there, but now I don't regret them anymore. I, I, I felt fear the first two years, a special fear. I, um, I knew myself little by little more. I coagulated in a unique person, in a real person. Um, it made me feel good uh, being somebody that, you know, kind of got expatriated, you know, from their country where you have all your neighbors living together for years and you have fun with the same people for years uh, to become, you know, one more of the mix in a solid middle-class country, you know? And I, you know, I, I, I understand what is to be an ordinary person, you know, resolve your own problems, you know, be far away from help sometimes, and, and it's good, you know. Have you gotten help? Do you, do you have a support system in Portland now built up? You've been here 13 years, 12, 13 years. Well, obviously I have some connections. You know, I, I really appreciate the help of, of my partner family, you know, Casimira. Um... But no, pretty much, you know, we don't have investors in Paiche. We, we we try to barely make it, but it's sustainable right now. No? Before, we were losing a lot of money, even though we were making money. So you're figuring out how to do it. What do you miss most about uh, Lima? I miss um, the neighborhood where I grow. I live in the same home forever. You know, my parents are, you know, good people. Uh, they are very conservationist, you know, they own a house there. It's a nice neighborhood. I miss also, you know, going to restaurants. It's a place that you never burnt out with food. It's very good. Even a fancy restaurant or a humble little hole will provide a unique experience. I had to admit that labor is very cheap. So you have a lot of support when you work in restaurants. The missing place is ready in time. Um, people are underpaid, but you gotta work your ass off to, to grow there, you know, as a cook, no? Uh, where are opportunities better, there or here? I think here with experience, no? I worked for $300 10 years in Peru, a month. It was very disappointing to me, but it was a reality, no? Um, how, how was, uh, 
How could you live off of three hundred dollars? No, I used to live How with my well parents. How well did you live? Oh, okay. You used to. You need to live live with your parents until you get like a, a solid career or a solid position. Because in Latin America, if you don't have money, uh, for example, working in a bar as a cook, you you cannot afford to live for yourself. So you have a cycle. No, you leave home in Latin America when you are twenty three years, twenty four, when you have a career that your parents pay you usually because the government doesn't give you a loan. Mm-hmm. So here in America, no, you get alone, you move with your buddies. You know, you can have, you know, your barista job or maybe an apprenticeship with some money, a part-time here and there, and you make it happen, no? Mm-hmm. But the economy back home is is poor, no? And so this change for me coming to America, it was a great opportunity. My salary, you know, quintuplicate. I started living, you know, in a different world. Um and I saw an explosion of, you know, of restaurants in, in, in this place that people eat dinner a lot. It's another culture, you know. Back home, people eat lunch a lot. You know, people here like brunch. Peruvians are more of this lunch and dinner thing. Places there, you know, restaurants, people go to eat very late. But you also have, you know, a lot of, Places open until four. There's no happy hour there. Mm-hmm. Maybe in some, but uh, you know, different realities and and also surfing here was very good. So when I when when I got my job and the surf was good, it was exactly that the mix that I need to survive here by myself and there start building momentum, you no, know, with with opportunities. You know? mm-hmm. So what is it that you think you have you given thought to what you like most about this country and what you like least? Well, I don't know too much this country. I am not into politicians. I am a person that I just know what is good and bad, very clear. But um, probably I also have a little bit of um, language barrier, no? So I have. I think you're doing really well. I was <laughs> expecting this to right. be. Right. Because sometimes I have to ask you to. I, you've been moving right yeah. along. What I like is that we live in a country called Oregon, no? Mm-hmm. And probably Washington too, no? I think we are not a country, but w- this land is is blessed, it's stable, there's some problems, but resuming where we live, we are very fortunate to be in Oregon, no? If you want to be alone, have a, have a single personal time, there's millions of places you can be, mm-hmm. no? And you can... Um, you know, the, the drastic changes of the year in, in four seasons that are very well marked make it spectacular, no? I mean, Hawaii is awesome, but you're in an island. Cool, but but Portland have these drastic changes, no? So, you, have, you haven't put up with a Chicago winter yet or Northeast. No, I, I never been to... I've been to Chicago, but I have never spent a winter there, no? Yeah, it's rough. Um but yes. compared to, so what do you have a favorite season here that that works for you with with ingredients and food and surfing at the same time? I would say probably fall. Fall is very is the beginning of the North Hemisphere surfing and also brings only combination of of fruits, you know, and, and bays out there. We um our operation in Paiche is only a people's co-op. Um and my chili pepper connection from Peru, no? We don't call a provider right now. We don't work with, with anybody. So it's good right now. So you get direct 
shipments from Peru for your ingredients? No, there's a middleman that comes from Seattle, no? Oh, okay. But I do also want to get the, the real connection with the East Coast so we can make the sauces in the future and probably sell some ingredients at Paiche, maybe, you know, make a book. Hopefully we can try to do a couple of things that that will make us grow in the mornings, no? And always keep it up, no? That way, no? So what did you say, 10 to 2? So you're you're open for a late breakfast. We are open for a late breakfast until, usually people come until 1, then it's, it's dead, no? But you won't disappoint because we don't work with soy curls, we don't use tofu, we don't want to make pre- pretensions about substituting meat. It's very consistent, I'm there all the time. Um, I'm kind of a controller, I admit, you know, I, I like... It's, it's good to, since you're the one who's always there to you be know, controlling. I, I feel obsessed about not making the food uh, prostitute. I don't think I will ever grow making lunches, I know that. So the value thing is to be busy with my time and to and to make people feel nutritious, have affordable prices, less than $10. And yeah, also making something good for the world as a chef, no? Taking a break from butchering. I told you that already. And also, you know, showcase vegetables. And the challenge is that you bring vegetables versus vegetables in a dish. And that's more, more excited than just cooking a protein and put a vegetable in the side, you know? Well, for me, you know, um, I haven't stopped in enough for this reason. When I'm thinking about, hey, I want to go grab something for breakfast, usually my mind is going through, there's nothing that I'm going to go get that's really healthy for breakfast. Generally speaking, I mean, I can order on the healthier side, but I know myself well enough at my age to know I'm going to go into most places and I may have had good intentions. And I don't end up there. With your place, I have no choice but to eat healthfully. And it's enjoy it's a it's an enjoyable experience too. It's so. good. It's also healthiness, but with a little naughtiness, no? Because we use the lime, the rocotto pepper, you know, the good point of salt without making food salty, but we season the food to the fine line, you know. So we want you to be to have these kind of sensations of of fruity spiciness and happiness in your in your red lips you know we believe in happy food um and it's working chris you know it's it's colorful is there's a history behind every plate the accent of the chef you know and and the good purpose also that is something that every chef should be thinking about don't be a prisoner of your menu you know mm-hmm. there's a lot you can do with a half a lamp or half a lamp and one sivas rather than use, you know, from foie to, you know, sea urchin and, you know, go all the way to rabbit, etc. And I think that, you know, Portland is a progressive place. We are an example in this, in this country. And, you know, we are people, artistic people that we are changing the world, you know, so we gotta be part of it, you know, you know, we, we got to, we got to find uh, the way that we fit in this life. You know, the role that you play is excellent too. You know, because you know, uh, showing artistic people, is exploring Oregon, man, takes time. You know, it's your time, and some people rely in that effort to where I'm gonna eat, where I can have a happy time, 
where is the shave that I need today? Well, I appreciate it, but I, and I also think yours is, and I've said p- to people before, and we've given out gift certificates at my events, and I and I've said get there. Well, first of all, check the website for the hours because I don't know if they're going to be the same next week. Or next month. <laughs> Sometimes so, I put a paper. I, I'm, I, I went surfing. That's right, exactly. embarrassing. And, I said, so, and call, I've, I've even suggested call. <laughs> even today, these are your. You're open. We're doing this. No, right no, now. we so are close today. We, today oh. is, is the prep day. I'm gonna go to Paiche to start prepping for tomorrow. Oh, no? so you're not open on Monday? No, we only work four days a week. Oh, you already said this, and I wasn't paying good enough yeah. attention. I'm sorry, but I work five because I have to work today. Right. You know, so. But it was. You didn't have to. Cl- I was just. You didn't have to close to come and no, 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 be no, no. here with us today. So no. I'm thankful for that. I, I did appreciate that you might have done that because uh, it was kind of you. But um, but so do you think uh, doing what you're doing from 10 to 2 is something you want to do long term? Or is that so, I was getting at it before. If it works, do you want to op- move into doing pop-ups at night or or in the evening and doing something. So here's my here's my question. I could never own a restaurant. I don't know enough about it, but I think not only consistency with dishes, but consistency at some point so people know who you are and what you stand for. So a lot of people got to know you as as this wonderful what you did in the evening and you got restaurant of the year and then then you're not doing that. So at some point people have to have confidence once they're learning about you and referring you that that it's going to stay the same yes well it's going to stay the same no i i feel i am not navigating in my own um, thoughts in my own ideas about food we have um we make many mistakes before that reinforce some good recipes now that they can be standardized i know i have to let it go in some point and hire somebody so so I can, you know, put my face in other places, and and um, that that will happen. And I just need um, always to be monitored and helped by my partner because I'm kind of also a destructive person, emotional, you know. And um, sometimes I don't accomplish my goals that I have to do a little unorganized. Well, so here's the way I look at that because I've I've gotten to know you, and I view that as. Um First of all, stepping back and viewing culturally, Jose Luis, in a, in a certain perspective, and you can't, I don't think anybody can look at you as the way we, as we would an American chef. And it's also what I appreciate about Jose at Ataula. He comes from a different culture, so you can't look at him through American eyes. But if you do, you have to appreciate that there's going to be those things you're talking about, that there are... Um, some changes you'll want to make. You think differently yeah. than Americans. I like that people from other countries think differently than we do. So anyway, my point is when you're looking at you or Paiche, you have to kind of look at the whole thing as an entirety. This is not a restaurant model that fits into the American model. You almost have to go, hey, what's he doing over there? It's a trip to Lima just to experience it. It's going to be different. So right. Well, now Pache is a very s- stable restaurant. No, we uh, we have a um, you know a good um, affordable you know rent. We are um, in good terms with our beautiful landlord. So we're gonna stay there for a while, maybe three more years. I think that a cycle of five years owning a restaurant will 
will bring you many thoughts and, and decisions that you have to make. But the food is in a completely exploration um, territory right now, no? I admire many chefs. That's pretty cool, though. Yes, to go it's very try it cool. when you're exploring. Yes, and I like um, painting the food with natural colors. I like um, sophistication, but also not pretentious food, you know? I think that um, taste is before tweezers. You know, you gotta be always thinking that satisfaction in your tooth with good flavor is priority. Very important, no? Um, I promise to be consistent with myself. Now there's less pressure than before. It's an entirely another vibration, no? Not, not to be chasing the providers, the overrated prices of seafood or the disappointments or, you know, uh, listening to, to some complaints of customers that they can be right sometimes. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty clear right now, no? Also people want um, commitment, no? Four days opened, then do two, no change it. And you, you don't burn their time also, no? Right, well, it's the only re the reason to do that is if someone, you know, I, even you were open from seven to noon yeah, not but long it could ago, be, yes. and I stopped by at eight in the morning, and then oh, so what's going on now? So that that it wasn't working, yeah, right. So, um, but it sounds like it's great. How much influence does Kazi have on you uh, to guide you and um, and make well, decisions in the restaurant? Well, she for sure is. It's a person that uh, monitor me with, with the numbers, no? I Every chef has their weaknesses. I think that, you know, I understand certain parameters to to make, a, you know, a, a little bigger margin sometimes in, in, in food, o although alcohol is, is very important in that equation. Unfortunately, people don't drink alcohol too much at Pai Chase. You know, be, mostly are vegan people and also we have uh, customers that were old and they're trying to see what's going on well, it's also your hours don't so don't necessarily lend themselves yes. to too much drinking so, so we are kind of rebel no we are we are the black sheep in portland a little bit know that we have the opposite schedule of everybody and and this kind of you know way that we will never grow we will say no but uh like i said uh Cassie is the one that monitored me when it comes to the dream of, of, you know, finding the the appointment that is going to happen with a cop so they can check our sauces, the spotting of our market. You know, she and find what, what about culturally? And I'm asking because she's once we had a nice conversation. She pointed out the difference between how South American people think and North American people think. Well, she, she she was born in Montana. Because you have a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. She comes from a hard worker family where very strong values that is nothing for free, no? Cassie can fix anything, you know? From a plumbing problem to, you know, a problem in the car. So it's, it's the nature of a, an American person, you know, that have a lot of um, freedom, you know? You leave home early, you learn things, you get punished early in life. Latinos are more specialize in something and you break that egg, you know, shell when you're older. And it's true, you know, that, that's, that's not a lie, you know, and it's honesty really, you know, 
is the nature of things in different parts of the world. Maybe Africans are different also, no? Oh yeah, all over the place. So, so culturally, we have a, I was born in a, in a big city of 13 million people, that is Lima, probably getting to 17 right now. It's not Mexico de F, but it's huge. Cassie was born in a Great Falls in a town in Montana. No? So we... That must have been interesting for you when you met. I, so I'm, you're here, up here from this... You know, metropolis of 13 million. Yes. And the other, you know, opposite part of the world almost. And you meet this woman from Montana. I know. I have a strong character. I'm very voluble. I I got fired in many jobs in restaurants before because I, um, I couldn't, um, you know, keep calm under pressure. So cooking is also... Uh, you know, they it teach you many lessons in life. You know how you have to behave, and you know it's it's it's, it's something that you have to love to 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 be a kind of a masochist guy. You know, you 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 receive pain, you receive glory, um, but you your priority is is seeing people happy, and that makes you have a very uh, great uh, personal satisfaction. Mm -hmm. you know. So how much of those, like when you said you got fired from a few jobs and you probably left a few, how much of that is Jose Luis and how much of that is your cultural background? If, if some of those places would have hired other people, Peruvians, um, would they have experienced the same thing or is it... No, a, it it's something. Thing? It's something towards my my character. No, uh, you know, uh, I I do believe in a kind of a lightly, um, discipline. We'll say military. You no know, little um, rules that you have to be clear in a kitchen to work, and if you don't have them clear, you will have many uh, bad experiences that are good because they will shape you. But yeah, it's, it's true, no, it's, um, you gotta be efficient, quick, you gotta be strong-minded, etc. When you find a job, a poach, job, a poach, uh, poach list, you know, you have all the things um, that people demand from you, no? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so um, I work in small restaurants in Portland too, I work in big ones and I learn a lot. I, I carry a friendship with some people in Facebook for many years. And it's a small place. Everybody knows each other, no? So push comes to shove. Could you ever go back in the kitchen and work for somebody else? Or are you now in the mindset that I am just, I'm going to be my own boss no, for the rest if, of the if, day? If, if my landlord kicked me out, I probably need to work for somebody else. If something happened that you never know, I probably need to find help. And and um, But I'm a kind of person that I'm ambitious, so I, I want to be a leader, no? I I was born to be a leader. You know, I, I am a, I have a defined character and, and if I don't like something, I change it. It's, I'm very clear about it, no? Are other people out in the, uh, in the ocean following your lead when you find waves? Are you the guy that they're looking at to, to clue them off, tip them off as to where, where the best waves are? You know, when it comes for surfing, I want more sometimes. I'm ambitious. I, I want to get the big ones. And sometimes that way I have problems, no? I I sometimes um, have to be submissive there because 
you also gotta respect the fact that I'm not from there and some people don't wanna see you in certain hours where they are playing. That fascinated me it's when crazy. you told me that. When you, you said there are certain places that they just yeah. don't want you, so and you it, have to I, find the places where you're accepted. Yeah. And you're just, and not just, but you're a surfer. Yes. Uh, you would think that in this, in this place, Northwest, which is generally pretty friendly. No, there are some, you know, people don't want to put uh, pictures in magazines. People don't want to have annoying. They don't want their surf spots discovered. Yes, they don't want to be having a circus, you know, so they show some aggressivity. But my best way to respond to them is showing up more. I, I show with my surfing who I am. I've been surfing probably 35 years. So these, these kids, I can be their parent, their father, you know. You, so. so are you the best one out there when you're surfing? I wouldn't say the best one, but I I show up with a good board sized. I am always prepared with different kind of uh, weapons. I would say surfboards, leashes. I have all my kit ready. I am a strong minded. I I select my waves really good. When 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 the set comes, you gotta you gotta pick the right one sometimes because there's a penalty box, no? There's a place that you can hit yourself with a rock. So, mm -hmm. you know, and we, and we are inside a barrel, you, you gotta understand that you gotta commit yourself to make that funnel, no? You gotta make it out. And that's the, the elixir moment of surfing, no? It's the moment that you make love with the ocean is when you are shocked and you are in the green room and then you navigate some seconds and you pull out with the spray, no? That's the best moment for a surfer, and it's, it's legit. You know? It's something that is like winning a lottery. You know? Do you have one spot that if you, had, if you had enough money, you could travel anywhere and surf and be in heaven? You know, I live in Australia for a while, kind of close to a year. I've been to Indonesia, uh, Mexico, etc. No, But um, I wouldn't change Oregon. Oregon with the east winds that come from the gorge, with a phenomenal, uh, you know, natural geographic place that is, and the boulders and the position of the, geographically position of the spot, when the long interval swells comes, is is unique in this part of the world. So I wouldn't change it. I, I, my, my father used to tell me and my friends in Peru, that you never leave good surf for good surf, no? You find it, you stay there. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, <laughs> so, um, I kind of feel that I felt like this throughout the interview court, listening to Jose Luis. I was just very content. And we, we moved the position of where our guest is today, but I was very content just listening to you. I was in, I was in a zone, in, this, in the zone, much <laughs> as you are, with, but uh, listening to you from a cultural perspective, it's really refreshing to have somebody here from somewhere else and hear. And we've spoken a lot, and I heard some things today that were, that caused me to think, and I hope our guests, our listeners, think the same thing, too. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks Thank for you, Chris. coming. So, uh, just quickly, Paiche PD, PDX is the website? Yes. Okay. Paiche PDX is our website, and um, we operate 16 hours. Uh, let's, sorry, I had a mistake. We operate, yeah, we operate 16 hours a week, Tuesday to Fridays, 10 to 2. Well, get in. It's a it's a yes. It's a real treat. It may be a part of town that a lot of people find foreign to them, but it really isn't that far. It's a quick shot over the Ross Island Bridge to get yes. uh, to get there. Or if you're downtown, 
real easy up uh, up Barber and take a take a left. So thanks so much for coming. Thank Appreciate you. It. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 